0: Thank <laughs> you. Welcome to From the Rookery End. Uh, this is, uh, well, it's, it's, it's technically our September podcast, but it's coming out at the end of August.
1: It's a bit like, it's a bit like uh, magazines that are always publish their
0: September editions in July. Well, they get way ahead of themselves just to make more money. It just happens to be that we're all here at the Bournemouth game, and about to go and watch the game. On our way to Vickery Road now, we are three Life on Watford fans, season holders Rookery End, and From the Rookery End is our take on life as a Watford fan. We're going to uh, have a chat about the last month. Uh, We're going to, well, hopefully, Michael, we're going to sit next to Marco Cassetti during the game. One can dream, can't they?
2: Uh, It's one of those things that you can't quite imagine it's going to happen, but um, fingers crossed. Uh, So
0: we're just about to reach Booker's Road. Let's go in for the Capital One Cup against Bournemouth. A podcast made by Watford fans for Watford fans from the rookery end. Uh, in the last podcast, we were reflecting on a 6 1 win over Bournemouth, who we're watching again now. So, another six goals hold on the cards? Maybe not. We looked ahead at the, head of the games, we, the three games in the league, Mike, and we were, you know, we hope to see Watford change strength in, their, in those three games. You, had, you and Jason wanted to see Watford beaten.
1: <laughs> oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. We no, didn't no, say no, whether well no, the were beaten. Yes, we were saying we were talking about Bournemouth and how Kelly had said having a six-one drubbing isn't necessarily a bad thing. And I, I liken that to our Premiership season. I wasn't talking about Watford getting an absolute spanking.
2: No, I didn't say spanking. You said you wanted to see what to
0: beat in the period. I didn't say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: well, it was, again, Mr. Parking.
0: a I <laughs> uh, Well, I think I, think I did. I, I, no, it, it, the... it was about, what, what the point was though, it was about having a test. Indeed. Yeah, we started watching uh, Bournemouth, we've seen the Reading game, we've seen the Forest game. Yeah. Have we seen the tests that we were after, Mike?
2: Oh, I think undoubtedly, yeah. I think we've seen two, two very, very... Decent size in Reading and, and Nottingham Forest. Two different tests. With as much as Reading was away, you always expect that to be to be slightly tougher. And as it proved, um, uh, Andy and I did a little uh, from the and next to on the way back from that. So uh, apologies if for covering old ground. But what Reading did very well in that game was they closed Watford down and they didn't let Watford have any space. Um, they, didn't let, they didn't let us get into our fluent stride. Uh, and when Reading did have the ball, they worked it very well and didn't let us, didn't let us near it. So, it was a bit, of a bit of a, not a shock, but a bit of a wake-up call to those who might have thought Watford are going to get it their own way. But obviously, the fantastic thing about that game was that we went behind... Oh. We went behind in that game, we might be about to go ahead here. But <laughs> we'll come back to that if that proves to be the case. But well, we went behind, and rightly so. And you know to thinking, right, this is just going to be a test, this is a real test. And Watford battled, and battled,
0: and battled, and, and came back to earn a deserved point. Because, so that that me about Watford going, let's say, we're not starting well. The Bournemouth game, you know, there was that first half against them, that we ended up winning the game 6-1, but that first half wasn't the greatest. We went behind uh, Reading, and we got within six minutes on Sunday against Forest. What? Why? Um,
1: I think it's the way that that teams are playing against us we we saw the goal against Forest on Sunday came from them putting putting Pudillo under pressure on the left he's had to go back to Cassetti Cassetti then is immediately under pressure he's made a mistake and they scored and teams they already know how we're going to play it's not like last season early on we are a bit of an unknown quantity this time around people know how Zola wants Watford to play and they know that if they can get in our faces and cause us to make mistakes they will be able to pick up the ball Um, 50-50 chance of picking up the ball from uh, what comes out of those mistakes. So, yeah, teams are going at us and we're finding it difficult to cope or freaking over the bar there. We're probably not going to put a plan B into operation right at the start of the game either. Okay. Zola's probably going to know that team is going to come at us we're going to stick to our guns play the way we want to play because we've got the footballers
3: yeah.
1: uh, and a lot of the time they will be able to cope with it but against the better sides particularly Forrest managed by uh, a very good tactician Billy Davis he'll, he'll have his team's disciplines and they will stick to their plan rigid formations in our faces and yeah they'll make it difficult for us to play
2: our game so what, what happens in the second half are
0: yeah. Why, why do we come good in the second half?
2: Well, I think what happens is that teams come, as Jay said, they come to play against Watford well, with a very, very obvious game plan. They, they want to cycle Watford and stop them playing, and rightly so. Um, Reading and Forest did, to a certain extent.
3: go. Who gets that
2: goal, Jason it's yeah. get, Look at it, look at it, That's my goal! I was, the most, I was the most book-related person <laughs> talking in that ballroom. not so, right, ball crossed in from the right. Fernando Forestieri, Bournemouth player, tries to chest their way to safety and succeeds in uh, testing it perfectly into the top yeah. right hand corner. Yeah, well, no, know you know, that was definitely no goal because Forestieri crossed it. Wonderful, uh, wonderful chested there. Very yeah, awesome. great, yeah, great use of the right foot. Oh. So Bournemouth have done. They've been the masters of their own downfall, which is what other teams we face yeah. haven't done at all. Watching Watford's quite interesting. It's been quite curious so far for me because Watford do look quite, quite languid, quite it's a nice style, but it is quite slow. They don't zip the ball around. Movement isn't you know from the get go. It isn't, isn't quick. They're not sort of sharp. done balls into sort of the, into the danger areas. There's a lot. There's a lot of emphasis space on possession. Um, and when the teams are closing us down and preventing us having that, it's obviously very difficult for us. But the brilliant thing about this Watford side is that you have every faith, and that, that all it takes is a moment, one instant, and Watford are back in it. That's a Reading. We were sat there 2-0 down, 3-1 down, and I thought, never uh, did I think we were out of that game. Because we have got the the, the players who can just turn it, and as soon as you get a a foothold, as soon as this Watford team gets a foothold in and puts the team under pressure, that is when they're dangerous. Because they're talented, they're quick, they're skillful, and that's when they're sort of unlocking teams. Sort of of halfway through second half really against Reading, they really came to life, and and they literally had no answer. Another five minutes in that game and Watford would would have won it comfortably.
1: A podcast by Watford fans, for Watford
0: fans. This is from the referee end. You, you, you might be down the second half after a, a good team talk at halftime time from Gianfranco, Jason. That's um, it. It, it. What we've also got to remember is Gianfranco, again this time last year, wouldn't have known
1: much about the championship still quite young in his managerial career let's not forget he is still quite young in his managerial career but he's got a whole season of Championship Football behind him Uh, and he knows a lot more about the players he's got at his disposal as well and he knows how to manage them better so he has that chance when he's got them in at half time we don't know because we don't know what goes on behind the closed doors of the dressing room, but it could well be his words at half time and some tactical nuances that he's put into place at half time are making the difference as well. Mm-hmm.
0: You know you think the telling point in that Reading game was taking off irony or yeah. the voice dancers.
2: Yeah, I think he was set up and he was sitting very deep and it was a very not defensive formation, but he was a sort of um, it was he was playing a defensive role and it was just that it wasn't you know, there was no Watford weren't getting into the game because of that, we were sitting too deep and not getting any ball on top of that, it made it very, very difficult. And when he came off, I think that was showed a bold move away from home to, to go and to go and get something from it, not try and sit in and try and nip something, but to, to try and really change it and, and with Fabrini coming on, it, you know, it absolutely changed the game. It was a total and utter totally utter change. So and yeah, I think Chase is absolutely right, this is this is a this is a new look Botford side again, but the, but, but the benefit we've got is Zola. Understands this league better. He knows what's ahead as well. He knows what it's going to take to get out of this division. If we are going to crack it, if we are going to get in the playoffs. If we are going to get automatic, it is a long slog against tough opposition. If, if, if the last end of the last podcast, we looked ahead and we saw Reading away. We saw Forest. We saw Blackpool away. You know, all three sides that are up near the top, and that could, you know, that could that continues as, as arguments for. Every team in this division being a tough place to go, and uh, Zola understands that. As will much of this squad. People like and who's captain tonight, will understand their way around the game a bit more. And I was uh, actually worried when we
0: did our chat about this last night that we would start picking holes in it because when you know when, when a team is playing this well, you sort of want to you know have to be even better and you know it's really it's, well, I mean, positive so what, what I want to say isn't yeah. what's your favourite thing about Watford at the moment but
2: I just think it's the promise mm-hmm. I think it's what what lies ahead and again even if we don't go up this year I think with what we will have is, is exciting times and exciting football to watch and great players it's it's still you, you mentioned picking holes. I still don't think we've seen this Watford side hit their straps. I, don't, I still don't think we've no, seen a great, great performance. But we can here. It's very, very easy to look forward to having to watch Watford at the moment.
1: Jason, your favourite thing? The bench. I think that's the big difference between this season and last season. I mean, obviously tonight is very strong because he's mixed it up a bit, but when you look, even during the league games, you look at the players that are on the bench they are some great footballers that um, Fabrini's been on the bench for what three of the four league games so far he's an Italian international yeah. and he's on what the bench oh, that is, <laughs> it's just amazing isn't it and the, and the other players that are there we have got I think a lot more strength in the squad than we did last season and, and we missed it when the likes of Abdi and Chaliba were missing for games in the middle of the season uh, and we struggled and we, we missed those players because we had the likes of, of Yates having to play instead uh, and as good a season as Yates had, he's not Fabrini. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, yeah, this it's is true.
2: true. <laughs> try telling, try telling bad City fans that though. He's scored an absolute
0: world, didn't he? They've worshipped him My favourite thing about the team is Diego Fabrini. A, Diego's an amazing first name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. wow. I think yeah. I just heard you because when you mentioned his name, he turned round. <laughs> oh, this is. And, is started, yeah. and the other one is. Uh, he just doesn't fall over he trying his utmost not to fall over um, running with that ball um, but then he does to fall over a little bit easily when he gets to the box and old John who sits near us uh, in our <laughs> normal seats in the rookery he was willing him to just get in the box and pull over to will <laughs> penalty the down. whole game we did for I've
2: just seen I've just seen um, um, you mentioned Cabrini it was just An- Angelus on the bench tonight i yeah. think having a goal scoring central defender oh, yeah, yeah. 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 isn't it magnificent it's sort of a, he puts me in, he won't thank me for this but luckily he probably won't know he is but he puts me in mind a little bit of, uh, of David Holdsworth a little bit with his sort of you know big solid sort of chunky headers basically uh, so it's lovely to have a sort of central defender um, scoring, from, um, scoring from set pieces it's, um, we've, you know, we've, we've all gone on about what our favourite thing is and there's loads which okay. I think is a, is a theory thing things to take away it's
0: brilliant all good nothing bad
2: do not
1: scratch your ears
0: you're listening to From the Rookery End uh, we'll just uh, grab Richard Walker Richard what's your full title now?
4: Head of Supporter, Communication and Sales. Okay. We, we tried to explain what's going on with that job title, and it's probably ended up as too many words. <laughs>
0: okay, well, it means more printing on your business card, I <laughs> <laughs> um, We had 9,800 and something here today. Yeah, tonight. amazing. That, yeah. Is that big for, for yeah. like, really... I can't think can't what a normal what a
4: league cup game this time um, is, be? I don't, I think the I think the issue now, not a problem, or it's mm. just the opportunity now. It's difficult to compare crowds with previous seasons because we're seeing unprecedented support. We're, we're at 12,000 just on season tickets. I mean that level hasn't been reached. only in the Premier League. You know, every time, if you get relegated, that drops off a little bit. 12,000. We're going on sale, and people who are looking online are having to buy early because there's very little left. And uh, the the Bournemouth Cup crowd of you know nine eight two four, we sold just under seven thousand uh, the night before the match. So there's three thousand tickets been sold today, and we're not actually set up for cash at the turnstiles anymore you know we want everyone to have a fan card if they haven't got a season card load it to the game get in early and you can't avoid large queues if people decide that the prices are good the weather's nice and I'm going to come down here on a late decision you can't avoid that if
0: we did if if there was a is there a way of like making it so you could pay on the gate on the like you used to be able to do? Or is no, that, is the, only the system too big?
4: No, the only cash turnstile is, is is for away supporters. Yeah, that was not going to change. It would be a retrograde step if it, if it altered. Okay. It, it would really, because we want people to load the game to their card, to buy on the web, to buy in advance. Self-serve almost, I guess.
0: We've had some... Uh, yeah, this game wasn't this, this big.
4: Put it down to anything while the crowds are coming in? I think our supporter base has grown, genuinely. I don't think, unless something happens uh, to do with the sort of ownership or that the club changes hands or something bad happens to it, I don't see the the attendances falling back below the five-figure mark. I mean, the interesting game for me might be a Donkester at home on Tuesday the 17th of September. Comes on the back of a Saturday home match, you know, will we get the six, will we tip it over sixteen thousand? Probably not because Dongster will bring a few hundred midweek. Yeah. So will the will the gate be fifteen something? You know, we've said last season, at Scott Dutch, we said um, that if the gates were fifteen thousand regularly or certainly the home fans propping that gate up that we would start work on the east side, and you know that's exactly what we're doing.
0: What, so. what is going on with that? Can... Um,
4: well, right now we're serving demolition notices. With a, a demolition contract has been appointed. Work will start in early September. Um, we're hoping that to appoint a, a, cons- a building firm uh, very soon, uh, really very soon, in the next week or so, and that they they'll they'll have a project manager on site who'll work with the demolition company and put some foundations in. You know as demolition is going on, so we are, this stand will be looking to come online during this season. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's Richard,
2: like news. Just, just going back to the ticketing side of things, I think one of the good things for me in the close season is that Watford's changed a lot and people have talked about the identity and all that sort of nonsense, but there's two things that stuck out for me, was the change in the phone number in response to the, the playoff final expensive phone bills a couple of people had, and also the um,
4: uh, say no to no-shows.
2: How is that latter sort of um, project coming
4: on? I would say that's a wait and see at the moment because we've only just come into the end of the school holidays. Um, And it's uh, we might have got the title wrong there. I think Phil the Vic might have been better because what we don't want to do is say... Oh, terrible you for not coming. You bought a season ticket, it's your right whether you come or not. Um, We offer great value with child season tickets, and I think some people see them as a way of reserving a seat should their child ever come for £30 or £10. So we'd love to know when you're not coming, is my message to season ticket holders, so we can resell and split profit to. The two charities that we're supporting. And, and do you think those two things
2: are a sort of counter argument to, to Watford losing their identity and losing touch with the community? Do you think they are as important as I'm making out?
4: Changing it, recognising that something, uh, supporters were wronged and doing something about it is just good business practice. Um, if it comes under this ownership model that's great Certainly there's the freedom to make uh, decisions And to act when something needs to act There's, there's certainly that freedom within, within the club's operational and admin, administrative structure So we'll make full benefit of that And we always do things with supporters in mind it may not always really seem like it But all the decisions are taken with, it, with supporters' best interest at heart
2: and We spoke to some of the players They're happy So from a sort of office staff if I can call you that the feeling That's in fair it enough, right? yeah. <laughs> they're, they're feeling in and around Vicarage Road as, as as good. Are you as excited
4: as we are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get you, there's a mix of people who work in the office. There's Watford lifelong Watford supporters. There's people who have lived in the area so long they'd say they were Watford fans. And there's those, and you end up with people even if they support other clubs that because they're working for Watford, it gets the bug. There's the same for office staff as it is for supporters. Maybe not to that same degree of passion or commitment, if you like. That everyone likes to. Judge their sort of quality of support upon, but the, the office staff are right behind. You know, that's is the, is the thing that I think underpins what you know what supporters experience on a match day and, and in the week.
2: I don't think that any of us have ever been this excited about at this early stages in a Watford season. We're getting big crowds, but the message I guess is there's always room for more. Get down here, right?
4: There, there is, well, is there room for, well, there's not room for too many more, 16-something, uh, if, if you add on a few hundred empty away seats, you're at the 17, really, so I would say now uh, de- demand is outstripping supply, and I can't remember ever being in a position where the football club has been able to say that, even in the old first division days, if you actually go back and look at those attendances, they weren't 20 every week, there was 12s and 15s and 18s and 16s, so... This really is, I think, as you say Mike, uh, something special this season, to be enjoyed, and the challenges keep increasing for us off the pitch because we've got more people to serve, you know, and we're having to work harder and harder to do it, which is a great position to be in.
2: At the risk of putting words in your mouth, buy early, and if you're not coming, let you know.
4: That's it in a nutshell, I suppose, yeah.
2: Well, I was going to yeah. say,
1: on that subject, are there seats available for those that do want to decide on the day and turn up on the day?
4: There are, but there'll only be single seats or restricted views. That's what we were down to for the first two home games, and now people are back from summer holidays. I don't see that changing in a hurry. And of course,
2: the days when a restricted view were a, we're a blessing are long gone, aren't they? Uh,
4: yes, indeed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do want to be able to watch this action at the minute, Mike. Did you have that line ready before? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, climb aboard the Zola Coaster
0: with From the Rookery End
3: you
0: want to go faster! Uh, Make sure you uh, continually check out the blog at fromtherocorean.com There's loads of stuff at the moment, our 100 objects list is uh, is there, you can read about We put a couple of objects in last month and the blog post up there now. Jason, you've written one about the ITV digital blog and the uh, the Italian job part one. Blog post that went up uh, this week, after we put the object in last season, but Nick Cox. Uh, former head of academy at Watford, uh, he's got a blog post for us. for The object he wanted to put in when he left, which is the team sheet against Hartlepool in the F-ray Cup a few seasons ago. Also this season, we are trying to do some little of the great that you can listen to on the website. Uh, one particular with Johnny Phillips from Sky Sports, uh, Gillette Soccer Saturday, he's got a new book out, and we spoke to him about that. And there's some specific chapters in there about Watford. The managing man reporting on the playoff semi-final against Leicester, and had an interesting reaction, as we all did.
3: Now Watford are on the counterattack. They're bursting forward. They've got a chance. They've it into the box. Oh, I don't believe this. There's a chance for a woman Oh I do not believe what I've just seen. What scored! Oh, I do not believe what I've just seen here, Jeff.
5: It's funny because quite a lot of people uh, and a uh, photo afterwards watched it on Terry back home and they said something similar that they were hopping off the couch and jumping around because they just couldn't believe what was unfolding in front of them and i know something similar happened a couple of weeks earlier in the Brentford Doncaster game but in that game Brentford had to had to score so they all piled forward for that penalty and Doncaster just exploited the gap at the back but i think what made that moment amazing not only the fact that Almunia saved the penalty and the rebound on one leg with his injured hamstring but the fact that Watford then deemed it necessary to go up and attack um, as they did when they could have just settled for extra time, and likewise how Leicester found themselves caught out when obviously had they missed the penalty they should have been in a decent shape to just make sure nothing else happened from then. And it was the fact that you know it, it swung so violently of the penalty right the way at the other end, and the whole move set off by that brilliant touch from that. The fact that that happened and was allowed to happen at, at such a Critical point of the game. It was amazing, and you know, I just lose
0: it. I suppose. You can hear the full interview now on fromtherookeryin.com. And make sure you also check out our new Audioboo channel. Go to audioboo.fm and search for from the rookery in. Some emails, Red Mike. The favourite uh, one that we want to say thank you. A, a guy called David All who uh, sent us an email who listens and it's fantastic we hear that you listen to it. Um that someone listens to the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, he listens over in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, what I love about that email, Mike, was the fact he said I listen to the podcast I'm a Watford fan. He only lived over here in Watford for a few months but got the link with the football club and felt the connection and continually like looks up Watford games and Listeners to like our little podcast. we mean, all the blogs and stuff.
2: They picked up the bug, didn't he? And I think that I think that's something that reaffirms what we like to believe that the club is doing the right things in terms of the local sort of community and making it a nice place to come and watch football. You know. It, people would talk about atmosphere making it noisy and, and raucous and blah 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 and that is hugely important that's a massive part of football but so is making it a, a welcoming place for, for people who haven't necessarily been before for people to come you know Curtis who came yeah. he chose you know and he absolutely loves it he, and he, he only gets to come once a, once a year or whatever but it, there's something about this place and this club that is still pulling people in and we, we believe it we talk about it a lot and it's nice to get an email like from David who was here for a brief time who was bitten by the Hornets stung by the Hornets died. I suppose no, no, no. or
0: something along those lines <laughs> um, so yeah thanks David for getting in touch and great, great great to hear from you yeah, always just email podcast at from the dot com <laughs> and uh, we've got another email Jason from uh, Michael Brown he said uh, is in Michael, a, Michael Brown I don't know he
2: can't write <laughs> <you> can't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he, know, said, he said uh, in a spare moment killing time uh, before the new season Uh, I was thinking, what if the Leicester playoff goal had been scored in a different season? For example, the 94-95 season. What would the commentary be? Picture, crosses, there's Heston Tyler, Morley!
2: Morley would never have
3: scored.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hola, soy Manuel Almunia. You're listening to From the Rockerian. So, okay, Mike, you uh, started a bit of a debate on Twitter. Stuck my oar in. <laughs> <laughs> about uh, about Watford's rivals.
2: Yeah, I certainly didn't start it, but I think what's, what's happened is, obviously, after last year's comments that Ian Holloway made, which were obviously absolutely daft, and I, I really disliked what he did there. I thought he embarrassed both himself and Crystal Palace Football Club, and I've just disliked him ever since. But, and then obviously Palace went to beat us on in the beat us in the playoffs. So for a lot of people, Palace represent a lot that is wrong with football, oh, and people are quite cross with Palace for one reason or another. Um, and apart from Bournemouth here, who their old old yeah, school, yeah. And I will say this: it's good. nice. I quite like it. Quite like, yeah, quite like a sort of quite a simple sash it look, it? Well, it
0: looks like a Miss World sash. Doesn't it? So you wonder why I like it.
2: <laughs> so.
0: So basically, it, was, it, was, it wasn't a, a rivalry, was it? You were talking about. No, it was so for some
2: people, courage. yeah, and so for some people saying, look, why has everyone got to be in their bonnet about Crystal Palace? They'll never be our rivals. Mm. So that sort of that sort of debate's been rumbling on a bit, with 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 some with one camp saying um, a, ri- to have, to a rivalry has to be someone that's in the here and now, and others, myself included, saying that our real rival, our things if you had to name our rival, you'd have to say Luton Town.
0: I looked up, Michael, the uh, definition of what a rival is. It is one who attempts to equal or surpass another, who pursues the same object as another, a competitor. By definition, we have to pass Luton's... Well they've gone below us anyway yeah. are they our rivals anymore surely should we, should, should we look up the M1 to our friends and go in, ha ha ha, ha. Oh, <laughs> more of a, sorry. sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate that it's, you, yeah. know, you, you were the butt of what's all wrong with football with finances there's a little grin on my face as, as you say that but they're not really our rivals are they Jason they, they are and they aren't is that to sit <laughs> no, on, on, the, fences, on <laughs> the fence you
1: know what Jason. I'm like. um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, i don't. like we will always hate, hate looting Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I'm sure one day Luton will come back and we will meet them in competitive football at some point. Um... And the rivalry that day, the, that first game will be very, very intense. Who knows? Might get me the FA Cup this season.
2: It's a very emotive thing, football, and rivalry mm. is even more so because it's often quite irascible. And the way, the only way I can sort of really to, try and bring it to life to people is if you imagine Watford got Luton in the FA Cup. I just did. Pe- yeah, <laughs> people wouldn't wouldn't stop talking about it for months in advance. People wouldn't sleep the place would go berserk. Police would be on high alert, people would be excited, there'd be new songs made up, there'd be T-shirts, there'd be, the place would be, st- you could probably sell the place twice that, over twice. If it was at Luton, you could probably sell it about 600 times over with Watford fans alone. <laughs> um, but the play both Watford and Luton would go bonkers if Watford and
0: Luton drew each other in is the that, FA Cup. Is that what you need to have? That sort of, is it's intensely for proper rivalry. It's like
2: an inherent, inherent understanding that you are, opposite of each other you are as as sure as you know you just know that as a Watford fan you hate Leuton as a Leuton fan you hate Watford I totally understand the point that we don't play them and therefore they're irrelevant they Mm. are in a footballing sense Mm. because what they do has absolutely no impact on us. What we do has absolutely no impact on them, apart from making them feel like uh, long-lost dev- cousins under the stairs that no one
0: talks about. I think so, I, got, I, I get this feeling that I can like, ex-girlfriends. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was never a good relationship. We, 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 we broke up. You know, it's a bad relationship. We, up, but, we but we're still going on about her. You know that yeah. we have to move on. I, you know
1: I don't talk about
3: it. If
1: you want an understanding of how important the rivalry is their point of view at the moment look at their reaction to the punishment we received in terms of the um, oh, transfer yeah, embargo yeah, yeah. and the clause for the Bassini affair they they were absolutely writhing in anger because of the punishment they received and the punishment we received and the vast difference
2: uh, yeah. in perceived fairness that what
1: they see that, that is
0: true
2: Yeah. but I, I do I do appreciate that there is a whole generation has never seen a Watford-Luton game. Yeah. The most recent, obviously, was the, was it the League Cup game? Uh, we no, we'd have, we'd have played them after that, because, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 2006. But there is a whole generation who has never seen Watford play Luton. Yeah. But I think those people, if the Watford luton game comes around, we would still be excited. There's a whole generation of people who've never seen the Graham Taylor Watford team. There's a whole generation who've seen, never seen John Barnes play for Watford. Oh, imagine that. But, but they know it's part of it's part of Watford's history. Okay. And it and it's not about it's not about the violence part of things. It's not about the. Well, that's a it's not about the. You know, it's not about the unpleasantness. It's about the inherent sort of the polar opposites. We're sort of different tribes, and that's what that's what football is. It, 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 two lots of eleven players in different coloured shirts. If we're yellow, they're white, and it sure will forever be us.
0: This is this is my next question. So, who are working practical rivals? Everyone, at this formless. Everyone we play against is a rival. No, that's not. It is because they're trying to surpass us in the
2: ninety
1: minutes of football <laughs> that we're playing.
0: <laughs> All right. By, by your definition. Is, is there, is there, okay, is there a game that you are really looking forward to and you really want to make sure to beat that team? I'm torn, but I'm going to say Leeds United. Okay.
1: Why? I have personal links there. My uh, sister's other half and his friends. Big Leeds fans. Uh, oh. Is that post again coming to our rescue? Yeah. Um, and, of course, add to that the the last game of the season obviously Leeds fans have been bigging it up that they stopped us getting to the Premier League and all that big big old Leeds United that was their one success of the season to stop us going up but I think they are a better side this year I think they've got a good manager in Brian McDermott um, so again referring to a definition of teams trying to I think that's what they'll be trying to do they'll be, they've had a good start to the season they've got good young players in the side now like Murphy and uh, Wotton the guy they signed for Man United I think they'll be a, a decent side this season, and then they'll be on on the fringes of, of playoffs, and,
2: and could be challenging us. Welcome to uh, from the Ellen Road. Uh. <laughs> I, 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 I'm oh, going
0: to put QPR in there again for end of season game. I I don't like the way that QPR have sort of uh, used their money. I you know, I can they could easily split down. Out of, into obscurity with their financial issues. you have Ooh. much they've spent. All John, it's careful. A pos- it's impossible. I'm they're going go to. But they're on that. They are in that place where they have spent a lot. Of is, money, is that? Yeah? Yeah. That's. Oh.
1: that's almost pot kettle. They, they've been taken over by a privileged Okay, we're not spending loads of money. But they were lucky to get the owner now. That oh, yeah, got, yes, yeah, as are we. I'm
2: just saying. I, I don't, don't defend John here. I think what we're doing here is very different
1: to uh, very different It team is. Here. It is. But we can't. I don't think we can. We can say. Well, we can't. Obviously, we're only such our own opinion. Yeah. Like I think, sort of, saying that teams are getting where
0: they are just because of their owners.
2: Yeah. No. Not I don't because
0: that. of owners. But I don't like the way that money spent to try to try and, and he's getting, stay he's up. close to the mark. So yeah, I mean, and, and, and but, but spending money on players and to, yeah. to fill no a gap. I don't, that's I don't lie about that at that's football. Our, that's also, our sort of defence. When we talk about, and everyone says they hate what the those are
1: doing. It's not fair. <laughs> our defence is that we're not spending loads of money. So
2: yeah. Uh, also, in order of watching one of. Uh, what will be a procession of opposition strikers trying to get past uh,
0: S.A.E.D. bell absolutely no chance. <laughs> yeah. But also, they got their promotion to the Premier League two years ago here at Victory Road, and yeah, that seeing punt. that wasn't fun.
2: See, now, what I've done I between don't you, you
0: yeah. is you've summed it up perfectly. Now, John, you
2: came up with the dictionary definition of rivalry, yeah. and then you've asked, sort of, so that's a sort of cut-and-dry, black-and-white... Definition: no emotion, no nothing. Yeah. And then we've asked why. What are the two games? What are the two ri- games? With rivals you're looking forward to, and the reasons you both game is because you've got niggles with them. You've got right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: um,
2: maybe that. Maybe that is a. That's what a football rival is. It's not, it's not definition. Exactly. It's, it's undefinable. Okay. I mean, it's, it's that little feeling. Like I, I went to university in Portsmouth. Therefore, was absolutely desperate for us to be Portsmouth every time. Um, i Jason, i love to beat Leeds, you know, that whole stink, you know, they've got their chip on their shoulder about being a big club. Um, QPR is, is, I think the geography thing is very important as well, and I think that's why a lot of people like beating QPR. They're close, similarly, Palace, when we, um, well, we'll probably never play them again, because we'll be switching divisions at the end of this year, <laughs> and then they'll to into obscurity. So there are loads of different elements that, that feed into it, and I think the most, most coherent point I made, I heard made, was was someone saying, Luton, fine, but everything else is very subjective and everyone's got their reasons to hating um, different, not hating's the wrong word, but looking forward, relishing different challenges, so, I don't know, I I'm genuinely, um, this year, I, don't, I think every team will be able to get for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and before every game I know what their fans will be saying They're, oh, um, Watford, Pozzos, Udinese B loaning this, loaning that and all I think is I hope we absolutely batter them. shut them up once for all we'll do it all on the pitch and say alright, whatever off you go <laughs> and so I genuinely feel that every team this year is our rivals because we've got a massive points to prove bring it on we're the Orns, you're
3: the Orns come on you
0: Second half of the game now, uh, watford uh, ball, still 1-0 to Watford, and uh, we're joined by Marco Cassetti. Hello, Marco. Hi, hi. hi. Um, you're, you're a man who's been there and done it in football. Did he know about Watford before uh, you, you came here? Yes, but just for uh, history, when uh, Bliss
3: uh, joined uh, the Milan in the, a long time ago, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but me, when I was young, I remember just a little thing of, of that. After, I, I know... Another uh, Italian player uh, play here, Filippo Galli. When Galli um, manager,
2: just for that, not too much. And you, you mentioned Watford's history, Marco. And it feels like Watford supporters are. I feel like this is a historic time in Watford's in Watford's history. Things are changing here, in as much as we're moving forward very quickly with the Premier League, um, a real aim, a real goal, and and Watford fans really starting to believe that might happen. Um, and, it, and the supporters are very excited. Does it does it feel like that as to be
3: part of this t- this time? Yeah, yeah, time? yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> totally. <laughs> last year it's it's difficult to, to speak for for the last year because the, the bitter is still uh, inside me and inside the the other teammate. We want to to try all things for. Uh, for go up uh, this year, we hope the support uh, need this need this a lot. Every uh, away match, a lot of fun. Uh,
0: Follow us, and uh, this, this is uh, amazing. You you, say, you, you mentioned the, mm. the playoff final game and how it's still better with you. Yeah. Do you, as a as a squad in the change room? Do you still talk about it to sort of motivate you? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sure.
3: This is a big motivation for us. Uh, what happened in the, the final last year? We want to to motivate the the, the new players coming this year. And uh, I think uh, we are uh, a better team than last year. We have a more change more change uh, every role. This is uh, good for one team who want to to go up because the. Uh, there is a lot of game uh, between uh, Championship, uh, Capital, uh, FA Cup, uh, we need uh, a lot of players uh, ready for uh, for play. Now you're
0: 36? Uh, your 36, um, yeah, yeah. We're all men of... Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jason's your oldest. But when you came to Watford, and you, you know the, the fact that the the, the team was new and a lot of players, is being one of the older players. Uh, was that a big motivation for you? Is there yeah, big, big yeah, talent? yeah. Yeah, because uh, when I live uh,
3: Rome, I want to to try a, a new experience, a new type of football. And uh, what uh, better than English football? This is uh, the thing I what I want to come uh, come here in uh, in, Engle- in England. And, uh, I have an uh, opportunity to to shine uh, for the workshop and this is uh, perfect for me. Home there is Italian. Uh, I can speak a little bit of Italian <laughs> uh, in the changing room with with uh, the staff or other player is the So we're watching the, uh, the Bournemouth
1: Cup tie tonight. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of players playing who haven't been involved as much in the league games. What's it like for those players having to come into the side and, and perform as a team when they haven't had much game time?
3: A little bit, but we training every day. For what I said before, we need a, a lot of player uh, this year because uh, there is a, a lot of competition, a lot of games. We are a very solid group, serious when we work, but uh, after training we. We'll we meet it together, and this is the, this is perfect for one team to create a, a massive group or go forward uh, all together drive in the same direction.
2: So John, John said that you are one, one of the, the elder players. <laughs> I like to say more experienced. <laughs> you know. yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, thank you.
2: <laughs> and so, and one of the more experienced you've got, you're quite influential now. You mentioned Rome, and obviously you played for Roma. Yeah. Did you have anything to do with Watson's new away kit, basically turning into Roma's
3: kit? No, it's not is that the you? It's different. You can be honest. <laughs> no, it's very different. Is it it's not? Very di- no, the color is not the same. Is it not? It's, not? it's more purple. This this is more like a uh, Torino okay, in Italy, because yeah, okay. okay. it's. The Granata, the name of color in Italian. Okay. The Rome is more uh, Rosso Pompeiano and, and orange. Uh, so, Russell, how do you say that? Russell? Rosso Pompeiano is the name of color in Italian. Okay. It's a type of red because there is more of red uh, okay. color. Red Pompeiano and... Uh, Okay, alright. And, <laughs> yeah. and you've
2: you very, very quickly become a huge fan's favourite, all of these people here watching, they'll be jealous of us because they can see us talking to you. Oh, okay. Lots, the girls love you, <laughs> we, we've got to be honest, the boys love you as well, <laughs> and Marco, I think it's a lot to do with, I'm stroking mine, the beard. <laughs> now, you've got you've got
3: the nickname, the beard, talk to us about it, how do you get it looking so neat, yeah, so I amazing? must achieve uh, before or later, eh? <laughs> Never! <laughs> yeah, me, I don't like a shave. Uh, so you got the skin? No, 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 no. no. no, no, huh? no, no. Just a little bit. A little bit of a uh, bird, always. <laughs> do, you,
1: do you have one of your t shirts? The coolest Cassetti t shirt? Yeah, a yeah. one.
2: You, you are cool. What's cool? What's cool music? According to Marco. Yeah. I like uh, YouTube. YouTube is my favorite group. Do all the others still listen to Drake? You heard of Drake? Drake? Yeah. You're yeah. yeah, Yeah. They still listening because every time we do an interview, we say, "What's your favorite music?" I say yeah. yeah.
3: oh, that. I say great. So you're you're, you're like us, experienced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah, yeah. have it. You have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I Me, mean, yeah, I like uh, every every type of music uh, from R and B, pop, uh, classic, uh, every every type of music. But uh, okay. if I must choose one, I think uh, one of. Strong of uh, YouTube. What's a cool film? Italian Job? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, maybe no. the absolute uh, for me, Chant of Woman, without Pacino. how to say Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. yeah. Cool. I, lo- I love this film. But uh, Rainbow, I like Rocky. Not, no, oh, Rocky no, no, ah, exactly. <laughs> action movie, dramatic movie and yeah? maybe
2: Shanta Humana, yeah. So, okay, so someone's going to play you in a film. Who would it be? Oh, Al Pacino? No.
3: Godfather. No. No. Uh, George father? No. Your Pacino. Someone yeah. yeah. with a bit of presence. Yeah, yeah. Daniel
2: Al Pacino. You've played in some amazing teams, you've, you've played a lot of football. You can sign one player that you've played with or against in your career to, to come and play for Watford. Who
3: would it be? Totti, I think, is the the best uh, player I play.
2: What makes him? What makes those players, you know, world famous, that level? What? How, why are they so different? People like Francesco Totti. How are they?
3: I don't know. <laughs> they, they they born with a gift. How explain this? But uh, he, he can uh, he can see one player. Uh, We've got Blake and uh, oh, the... Like, a well? Yeah. It's unbelievable. But well,
2: we don't need Francesco Totti, we've got Troy do we?
3: Yeah. Just, Just a very good player. Just a very good player. player. The is a little bit different.
2: Yeah. everybody's <laughs> different. <laughs> everybody's different. And of the new... Oh, of the new players, so the new, the players that have come in this season, we're, yeah. we're four or five games yeah. in, who do you think Watford fans would be most happy with signed? Who's the... They're all great players. Pangella, goal scoring center back back. If
3: you take a penalty, you can score at a Is that right? Yeah. He was, uh, yeah so what he was he
0: down th- about? Because he, he was at the back, sort of on his hump. Did he want to take that? No, I, back I don't know.
3: Know. I just, <laughs> not. But maybe if uh, Troy already scored a hat-trick, maybe he can leave. But never score so a hat-trick <laughs> <or> Troy. <laughs> And this is normal. The uh, egoist, uh, 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 like the 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 striker, no? Yeah, of course. Yeah. They live for uh, score a goal. The striker. What's the What's the best thing about so strikers have scoring
2: a goal? You, you're the sort of, consummate easy sort of defender. How? Where do
3: you get your buzz? Yeah, like uh, bring a ball and assist, find a a good play for the striker. so,
2: and is that how is that how Gianfranco? Are we, do you think we'll be allowed to call him Gianfranco, or do you have to call him Boss or Mr Zola? Uh, gaffer, Gaffer. Okay. So the Gaffer is that how he views it? Every time he has the ball, yeah. we're starting a move. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He wants to, he like lay the, the ball on the floor for create uh, a possibility yeah, yeah. to score. Uh, he don't like uh, take a ball here, kicking ball, long ball, like uh, some uh, some team in the Premier League and the uh, He doesn't like this.
2: Do, do, do you think, Marco? That it's really interesting that we ask, you know, what's your what's the thing that gets you going, and is it like a really good tackle? Is it? And you said no straight away. It's about playing a part in. You know, yeah, 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 yeah,
3: Me, I like this. And is and, uh, that? The, the gaffer, the same, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do, I do what the uh, gaffer was, I keep it that way, but do you think that's something
2: that the English English players haven't got so much, they don't? No,
3: no, really there is a, a, a lot of uh, English players, a lot of quality, and there is a good uh, player in the, the championship, uh, it's very different, like uh, it's more more difficult what, uh, the championship then they still gonna be playing yeah. But you enjoyed it. Yeah, very enjoyed. Good man. Good man, oh, thank, thank you.
1: A podcast made by Watford fans and for Watford fans. From the rookery end.
0: Jason, the game finishes. We've just uh, come outside the stadium. It is, what for two? Bournemouth, nil. 8-1 on aggregate now with Bournemouth in our two games we played so far this season. And Norwich in the next round at home. Yeah, good game. Go. All very interesting. Bournemouth had lots of chances. We had a, a great performance from
1: uh, Jonathan Bond out there. For him, it could have been very different. On mm. And two very different goals as well. Yeah. yeah A, a lovely First uh, <laughs> First one and one, goal off the right breast Of, of Ward <laughs> I like On the right uh,
0: breast You're right It was
1: and, and the second one And this is what We've loved about Watford In the past season That, that second goal Was what we're really good at It's hitting teams on the
0: break Fast counter attack And a Measured finish yeah. Yeah. From Potokio Chip in off the bar it's the first time I have seen a goal uh, own goal scored by a chest. I haven't seen that before.
2: That's new. Well, probably I must have seen it watching Watford over
0: over the years. In, I've seen
2: in, it in school one when we yeah. faced Stockport. Sorry, was that, that off the chest? Yeah, will, we'll we have seen own goals off every conceivable body part and some we didn't even know existed. But <laughs> the second second goal was a was a thing of beauty and it's the thing that we like to think that Watford are about now is is an absolutely magnificent goal, flowing, inch perfect finish and everyone was just sort of smiling when it went in. It was just off the feet. It's, Wow, yes, that was, it was good, it was just one of those really nice moments, and uh, as Jace alluded to, um, Bournemouth posed a lot of difficulties, but again, you know, Watford came over it and um, came through and, and we're into the next round. We talked in the last podcast about tests, Norwich in the next round at home, should be quite another decent crowd, um, and we get to pit our wits against um, against the Premier League squad, so we're so really looking forward to that,
0: it's good. Sort of Blackpool to go before the international break, but let, let's have a, how, how are you feeling overall about this first block of games.
2: I think it's been good. I mean, I'm, I sort of jokingly mocked you a little bit about saying you wanted us to lose. I know that's not what you meant. You wanted us to see how we do in the face of adversity. And I think the Reading game and the Notts Forest game did act as a little check, saying, you know, this, we've got an amazing squad, but there are plenty of teams in this division that are going to take beating. So it did make me, because I've been, I'll, I'll admit, I've been excited. I've been really excited and, and been getting a little bit carried away, perhaps. And... Those games did act as a little bit of a breaker, but you know I've got a massive smile on my face. Watching, you know, just watching this team is is nothing but fun. It's excellent.
0: Jason, how you felt the last block of games have been?
2: Yeah, good. I
1: mean, I don't know about, uh, about you, John, but I can be quite irrational when it comes to early games in the season. I always think, oh, we do this stage last season, and we weren't doing as well. So, clearly the start is better, which is good. It's what we wanted, what we were hoping for, and we've got it. Like we said, those two last league games were tough games, and to get points out of both, yeah,
3: that,
1: that's, that's good. I think there's still a, a lot more to learn, a lot more to come together, and that's probably the same for any, any club in, in this division that... You're very lucky if you hit your strap Sort of from the off, there'll be a lot of teams still getting their squads together, still settling down for the new season. And I think the next month we've got the opportunity to put in some really good performances, get a lot of points on the board. So I'm keen to see uh, how we get on.
0: Well, somewhere in this division there might be a, another, a Watford of last year who mm. kicked in mm. gear, you know, at October-November time. But we, we kicked in a lot earlier than we did last year. Therefore, follow it through this season for me. Awesome, and that is all. Spoken. <laughs> thanks for listening. We're back again at uh, the beginning of October for another podcast. Uh, we're recording at the uh, home game against Wigan and uh, we'll be we'll chatting to Jonathan Bond. We, we met up with him just after the game today. That's all in the bag about him and uh, what it's like to be a young goalkeeper at Watford. i Big? to ask him about his
2: uncle,
0: Uncle James. <laughs> uh, oh, he would have walked off last Uh So thanks for listening and uh, remember keep in touch. Podcast at fromthebrookend.com with any emails. Come on, you warns.
5: Go on, you Hornets.